This week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. We should do a TED Talk. We should. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. I'm Stacey Kulo. We're comedians. And a couple. And I've never seen Gilmore Girls. Which is a show that I love, but I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of Brian's favorite shows. So we're watching both shows together, all seven seasons, comparing them as we go. And today is a very special episode. As we have completed season two, we're going to be talking about some of our final thoughts, our favorite moments, our least favorite moments. There's a lot to talk about. Brian, we have so many five-star reviews this week. I know. What's going on? Thank you, Hush fan. Thank you, Lanny Lee, two, two, three. Thank you, Perry Irwin. And thank you, Reopen NC. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to get political opinions on the podcast, you know, just uh, give us a five-star review and then change your name to whatever your stance is. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll say it. No matter what it is, we have to say it because we told you we would. And that's a Pandora's box that I'm a little afraid of, but I'm excited about it. By the way, if you gave us a five-star review and you don't know why it's not on the next podcast, it's just because uh, we're a little ahead on the podcast for one, so we might see the review when we're two podcasts ahead of the release or it does take like 24 hours to post i found a couple people have told me that they posted i'm like no you didn't and then it shows up like a full day at least later but keep them coming they're so nice a lot of people have been asking us what our angel plans are and we don't know yet it won't matter until the end of this next season yeah we talked about maybe sort of watching it in tandem with the show but not like doing a whole podcast about it since it doesn't have a gilmore counterpart but the way it works out angel season five continued airing after buffy so we talked about potentially breaking up angel season five into four parts and watching it with a year in the life as of now that's kind of our plan but we'll see how we feel in two years this is a long journey you're on with us guys yeah a lot could change maybe there'll be more gilmore girls we saw New Mutants on HBO Max. It was fine. It was fine is how I would describe it. It felt very low budget. Yeah, there's not a lot of people on set in this movie. Yeah, they, they do some cool stuff with effects, but like they're not paying a lot of people to be there. Almost to a fault. But the reason we're bringing it up is because a bunch of times in the show, they're just watching an episode of Buffy where I had to like fully close my eyes because I, I saw a thing that I probably shouldn't have seen. They showed like must have been 30% of the episode of Hush in the background. Uh, so Stacy might know about some relationship stuff in the future, at least in that dream episode. You guys know what I'm talking about. Wink, wink. Oh, I saw. All right, Brian. Let's start with Gilmore Girls. Why don't you try to recap season two of Gilmore Girls? All right. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. This season is about Lorelai ending her relationship with Max because she realizes he's not the one and realizing that maybe Christopher is the one for her, only to have her hopes dashed when things seem to be about to happen and go right for her, love-wise. But it's also about, I think, the bigger story this season is about Rory sort of falling out of love with her boyfriend Dean and falling in love reluctantly with the bad boy Jess. This season's also about, like, Rory becoming closer with Paris. Like, they start to have an actual friendship. Uh, It's very rocky, but that's happening. And it's also about Emily and Richard's new dynamic once Richard retires as he's, like, looking for what does his life mean now. Cool. So we've each come up with a list of our top five moments from Gilmore Girls Season 2. So we're going to start with number five. I'm going to go with my number six. Do you have six? Oh, yeah. You feel like you had six last time. Well, I got to do six. Okay. Um, it's it's tough because it's either my sixth favorite moment or my favorite moment. I can't really tell. I was able to make cuts. But... It's well, it's either six or it's number one. Okay. 
It's when Tristan leaves. I loved it. It was just <laughs> like, get out of the show. We hate you. Leave. That's fair. It was perfect. I, you know, I don't want to put it in my top five because the writers weren't like, hey, this is a great moment in the show. Right. But I felt like it was. Good for you. One of my favorite. You know, when we get to season seven, I'm sure when we go over our top five series moments. It'll still be number it'll one. It'll still be pretty close. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got what you wanted. He's gone. Okay. But my number five. Yes. I think is when Lorelai decides she's not going to be with Max and she tells her daughter and she's just like, we're going on a road trip. She's like crazy right now. You know what I mean? She's like manic, emotionally, totally wrecked. She's not dealing with her thing. She's doing this distraction. Mm -hmm. And she tells Rory. And I honestly, I thought it was so cool how Rory just like immediately is just like flips the switch. Like, okay, this is what my mom needs right now. Yeah. And I'm going to support my mom. And I really liked that a lot. Yeah. Really showcased a lot about their relationship and about Rory. Well, Brian, if this is anything like our season one recap, we're probably going to have some overlap here. Oh, you hate it, Tristan, too. But not yet. My number five moment is not that, but I have a feeling this might be on your list. This episode where Lorelai's out of town and Rory's trying to have a hermit night, but people keep coming over. Yeah. Jess brings over food. That whole part of the episode I love, like even when, when Dean comes over with the fight, that was all great. But I think specifically Paris like covering for Rory. I really, really liked that. Yeah. It was like a big turning point in their relationship. But also all of this sort of just like really complicated the Dean and Jess dynamic. Right. Yeah, that was a great scene. That's not on my list. Oh, wow. It's on my top 10 list, but mm-hmm. it's not on this one. Well, I only made a top five list. You did too much work. Well, I, went, I just kept thinking, like, what isn't the Tristan scene? And mm-hmm. then just kept putting those down. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's your number four? My number four is Emily showing up to the uh, bachelorette party. Oh. It's, like, obviously not her scene. And, she, you know, Lorelai doesn't think she's going to show up. And she does to support her daughter. They had sort of had a fight, you know? Yeah. And she's, I just thought that was cool. Like, she obviously supports her daughter and loves her. Later on in the show, especially with the season finale, I really get to know and get to understand their sense of duty. And that's sort of how they see the world is through duty. Emily and Richard? Yes. That sort of paints that scene a little differently because I feel like it's a duty. But that's also, I think, how she shows love, too. Yeah. Maybe the only way she really knows. Yeah, so I, I still think it was a it was a good moment. I liked it. It was an emotional, like, awesome. They're a family. My number four is when Lorelai graduates and looks out and sees her parents. That's a great moment. She flips her little tassel and her parents get all emotional and proud. Yeah. You don't get a lot of her parents being proud of her. Right. Yeah, that was a great moment. And it, like, snuck up on you so well choreographed. That's the thing that really sells it, right, was the misdirection. Yeah, you thought it was just about to be a disaster where her parents, like, screamed at Raul while she was graduating, but no. Yeah, and they had set up, too, Rory, like, going behind her mom's back with her parents before, and it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. So that's the show's, like, it wasn't even just, like, they set you up in this episode. They were like, this is going to be another mistake. Yeah. And it wasn't. All right, what's your number three? Uh, That graduation moment. (laughs) The one we just talked about? (laughs) Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about it again? Raul, I loved him. (laughs) Oh, a different moment. No, obviously. We already talked about it. It was just, it was great. But it's one of those moments that, like, let's say you're watching the show with your significant other having wine and some cheese. Like, you might get teary-eyed. Raul? Yeah, when Raul (laughs) says, I don't got a camera. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. What's your next one? My number three is when... Rory makes an excuse to go hang out with the diner and maybe see Jess and Lorelai goes home and Dean is on the porch Oh. and says, she likes Jess, doesn't she? And then Lorelai doesn't say no and Dean sadly walks home. Yeah, that was sad, yo. 
Super sad. It was just um, Dean and Lorelai, I think, had formed such a bond this season, both hating Jess and Dean probably like overstepping his bounds by reaching out to his girlfriend's mom slash best friend. Yeah. And Lorelai like trying not to overstep her bounds by also being like, Dean, let's have a beer. I also fucking hate Jess. What can we do to kill this guy? Right. But she just like doesn't say no, which is all the answer he needs. But she also like hates this and is very sad for Dean, I think. Yeah. What's your number two? I think you know it. Isn't that moment? Nope. It's when Luke and Jess make up and Jess asks to come back. Oh, yeah, you did like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the most emotion that isn't, like, crazy fake rage emotion that Luke has ever shown. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal, and it probably would not make anyone else list. But I I don't know. It really spoke to me. It was cool because, one, you have Jess just like, I want this thing so bad. Clearly because he wants to be with Rory. But also, you can tell that he's admitting that he—you can just feel. It's like the context is there, even though they don't say the words— you can feel that he's admitting that he hasn't been great to Luke, but that he does appreciate Luke. Mm-hmm. Even though those words are never said, and you could read it, it's just selfish, he wants back. I don't, that's not how it read to me. And I don't know, you could tell that Luke cares about him too. He didn't pack up any of his stuff. Yeah. Like, so I like that. The strongest male bonding in the show. I do want to also maybe honorable mention, because I doubt this will be on your list, the moment when Luke smashes the sledgehammer into their wall. No, oh, yeah, that says, was fun. We can hold hands and skip later. Is and they find back? Tristan's body in there, and I was, wait. Uh, <laughs> I must have fallen asleep. It was just funny, and like a really powerful way to end that episode, like literally, not emotionally, but right. just like, boom. All right, we're on my number two? Mm-hmm. That was your honorable mention. Yeah. You got an honorable mention at the top. I got mine in the middle. No one's upset. My number two is kind of related to a moment you already said. I don't think this moment registers for you as much as it registers for me. But when Lorelai tells Roy that she's not getting married, but specifically when she says she didn't want to try on her wedding yeah. dress, that like makes me cry every time. Yeah. I think because she's so sad and just like doesn't know how to feel about that information. Yeah. There's something interesting about like Emily getting under her skin yeah. and making her have that emotion. But like also Emily was... Not wrong. I don't know that Emily was trying to be manipulative in that situation. Which is probably why it was so much more weighty for Lorelai. Right. It was just like something she was like jealous of her mom about. Yeah. That she didn't feel that love that her mom was able to feel. Yeah, it's a great scene. All right, Brian, what is your favorite season two Gilmore Girl moment? I mean, it's obvious. It's probably yours too. It's when Rory kisses Jess. That is not mine. Unbelievable. It was great because you have Rory who so badly is trying to be a good person. We've set up that she's super moral. She wants to do right by everybody. This whole season, she's been attracted hard to Jess and has been fighting her desire to be with him. Like, it's so clear she's fighting it by just not admitting to what's really happening. And she's come to this episode. Clearly, she's like, okay, he's out of my life. It's over. Then she sees him. He's moving back. She knows he's moving back for her. And she just can't help it. She has to kiss him. She loves him. And I like that. I just It felt so real to me. It was so well acted. It was so out of character for Rory. And I don't mean that like badly written, just like her characters never had a moment of that where that's happened. We've all had that where we're fighting our what we want versus what we should want. I liked it a lot. I'm sure everybody did. Yeah, her first kiss with Dean, she was like surprised and confused where this one was like her call. Also kind of surprised and confused, but she's the one that did it. Right. So, Stacey, what's your number one moment of Gilmore Girls Season 2? Mine's from the same episode, and it's maybe too broad, but it's the whole Christopher baby predicament. Right. I mean, you said it seemed obvious that they weren't just going to, like, be together. 
Right. Which I agree with. But I do think it's just like a really smart way to throw a wrench in that. Yeah. Where it's like, no, he's got to go. It's not like, oh, Sherry just wanted to get back together or Christopher was just like cheating on Sherry with Lorelai. It's like a real legit reason that Lorelai cannot blame him for leaving her. And I don't know. I feel like it's going to create a lot of problems within Christopher because he wants to be with Lorelai. But he's, like, obligated to take care of this baby and, like, prove to Lorelai that he could have done that, which is also, like, going to make her sad. It's, like, such a shitty situation for him to be in. But I feel like it's a really interesting choice for TV. Yeah. A very clever predicament to put all these characters in. I agree. Those scenes are well acted, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, when she finds out, I, I feel like they both do such a good job, especially Lauren Graham, Lorelai, mm-hmm. processing all that. I agree. Well, we should probably talk about what we don't like. Yeah, and both of these shows are great. We don't want to, like, do our top five worst moments. We each picked our least favorite moment. What's yours, Brian? Well, I, I struggle with this because I have a couple. But if we're going for the worst, it's that dumb, obviously fake snowman. I mean, that thing <laughs> is not real. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll accept all the festivals. I'll accept Suki. I will not accept that snowman. What do you, what do you mean, accept Suki? Their, their craziness. Suki's real. <laughs> There's one way to interpret the show, that Suki's just a figment of Lorelai's imagination. It's true. But that snowman has got to be the worst thing in the show. You're talking about when they have the snowman building context in the Bracebridge dinner yeah. episode? Yeah, that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. And we made a whole TikTok about it. Check it out. But also, I guess... The real worst one is just everything that happened in A Tisket A Tasket. You didn't like A Tisket A Tasket? What is A Tisket A Tasket? We still don't really understand the rules of this game or why people play it. Uh, tradition? Just Jess is absurd this whole episode. He like confronts Dean in the grocery store for no reason, which we already saw Tristan doing. Like, I don't want to love Dean, but the poor Dean has Rory's other love interests constantly confronting him while he's trying to work as a humiliating job. Also, the fact that Roy didn't have to go with Jazz. I, I don't know. And Suki gets engaged if that even happened. <laughs> I didn't say, the. yeah, I guess I did say the whole episode. Kirk is ridiculous in this episode. I thought the Kirk stuff in that episode was funny. This is a beloved episode, Brian. I know. You're going to get, everyone's going to retract their five-star reviews. Or they're just going to have names like, Brian sucks. Read this. Love your show. Five-star. <laughs> All for okay, Stacey. are you done hating on everyone's favorite episode? I just, Jess in that episode's absurd. And it was like, it was very hard to redeem him after that episode. But he made your favorite moment getting a big old kiss from Rory. But that's because of what Rory did, man. Okay. What about you? What what was your least favorite moment? Sure, I have a, a few as well to lead up to the main event. Um, I really didn't like much of what happened at the Cheshire Cat bed and breakfast that they went oh to. Oh my God, yeah. Like, why couldn't they sneak past these people? They had some reasons, but they weren't good. It sucked. I kind of hated Sherry, like, demanding time with Rory after no time at all. It was weird. But my least favorite thing, I think, was Richard in Richard and Stars Hollow. Oh, I had this on my extended list, yeah. Not the whole episode. Like, I did really like the reveal at the end where he, like, sat down in his sad chair. Yep. And we're like, oh, he's just having a real hard time right now. And this is how he's processing it by, like, trying to fix everything. But, like, actually watching him try to fix everything was, like, infuriating. It was too much. I think it was bad writing. It made us dislike him and not have any empathy for this man who we probably should be feeling a little sorry for. Right. We're supposed to feel sorry for him anyway. Yeah. So I think that was a show flaw. Yeah. So, Stace, what was your favorite episode in the whole season? This is hard. In thinking about Buffy and Gilmore favorite episodes, I realized 
Buffy, there's like three or four episodes I really, really loved that could have been my favorite. Mm -hmm. And there's like three or four episodes I hate so much. Right. But in Gilmore Girls, it's way more even. Mm-hmm. Like, even the best episodes, I think, have parts that are just okay. Right. And then some of the just okay episodes have, like, some really great moments. Right. So, you know the one I said, and I don't know if this is actually true, but I, I liked two parts in it a lot, mm-hmm. is There's the Rub, which is the episode where they go to the spa. Right. I don't know that this is actually my favorite episode, but I really, really love the part where Lorelai and her mom are getting along, and Vicious Trollop, and yeah, the funny. whole thing with, like, Jess coming over and talking to Paris, and then Dean coming over. It's a good it's a really good episode yeah so i i think i'm just gonna say that's my favorite episode honorable mentions would be the final two episodes of gilmore girls yeah also maybe the car crash one teach me tonight there's a lot of good stuff in there but also a lot of bad stuff in that one what's your favorite episode Brian? well i just want to say that i totally agree with your assessment of both shows yeah where buffy was like when it's ho- sometimes it's so hot it's just like smoking it's great and then it has episodes where it's like every cylinder misfired mm-hmm. you know <laughs> you're just like it's so funny where Gilmore, it's like, oh my God, that was really good. But then the rest of the episode was just like Lane deciding maybe she wants to play guitar or drums. And you're like, okay. Yeah. But uh, I would have to say that it's the season finale, which I guess is usually going to be the best one, you know? Mm-hmm. But it contained both of my favorite scenes from season two. Yeah, and that's, I think, why I went with There's the Rub, because that Emily and Lorelai getting along at the steak dinner scene was almost on my favorite moment list. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian, do you have any predictions? What's going to happen next? Season three? Yeah, I think that Rory and Jess are going to get together, but I don't think it's going to happen quickly towards the end of the season or at the season finale. Because I think that for whatever reason, there's going to be, she can't get with them. Maybe she breaks up with Dean, but it takes her too long. And then Jess is like seeing somebody else. So she can't be with Jess, but she can't go back to Dean because she broke up with him. Or maybe she will get back together with Dean, but then she'll cheat on Dean with Jess. I think that when she's single, though, Dean might start dating somebody else. So then she's just, like, sad and she doesn't know who to be with. Maybe that's where the teams come from. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's where the teams come from. I also think that Lorelai is going to finally pursue some love with Luke this season. I think it's going to take a while. It's going to be a slow burn because she's going to be wrapped up in Christopher for a long time. Maybe she'll sleep with Luke in, like, the last episode because she's upset about Christopher. And then, like, we'll have to figure that out season four. Also, I'm just this is a long shot, but I'm going to say... Rory doesn't get into Harvard, but, like, Richard somehow helps her get in. That's cute. I don't know. That's just uh, it's a little crazy because he doesn't really want her to go there, but he's going to do something because he knows that she wants to go there. That's nice. That's crazy, but that's my long shot. Babe Ruth, home run. What about Paris? Paris is going to date somebody this season. That's where we got to go with her. So did you like it, Brian? Yeah, I like season two. I really like the Rory-Jess stuff. Even if I didn't love Jess, I still liked the dynamic of all that. That's how I feel, too. I remember not liking Jess so much, but... It was good. Mm -hmm. It was fun to watch her fall in love with someone else. And we're kind of given Lorelai to be like, yeah, it's not black and white. Like, Jess isn't a great dude. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, we're justified in having that thought because Lorelai also has those thoughts and we were meant to respect Lorelai. So yeah, I would say season two was good. I'm excited to see where season three goes. Me too. And now for a special segment we like to call Meanwhile Uncharged. Charmed was another popular WB show airing around the same time that neither of us have seen. But we've been discussing it anyway. 
based only on its IMDb summaries. But now we're going to recap what we think happened on season two of Charmed. Take it away, Stacey. Meanwhile, on Charmed season two, right away, a demon named Abraxas makes them face all the foes from season one. The sisters use this as an opportunity to train Piper to be a little better at magic, but it doesn't really work. Piper doesn't seem to stay with the time-traveling demon Tempest, but does briefly become Christian when she starts dating a guy she met at a church. She stays with him to save Cupid, but it doesn't really work out since churches aren't typically supportive of magic, and she's Jewish, and then she starts dating Cupid. She intentionally gets Sleeping Beauty disease to entice a hot prince she saw in a book, but then everyone in the hospital gets sick when the prince accidentally spreads the disease by blowing kisses. This same prince, now with a medical degree, returns to steal their powers through... Poop essence. Uh, I forgot about the poop essence. Glad it's coming back. <laughs> but ultimately he decides being a witch doesn't sound so fun. Piper agrees and spends much of the season trying to get rid of her powers since she doesn't want to be a witch anymore. Her sisters are like fine with that and encourage her to start a nightclub called P3 instead. Prue, as you guys all know, gets transported into a painting of an animated world where she escapes but remains a cartoon the rest of the season. While undercover as a Mrs. Doubtfire type, she finds out... Hubbard boy, Andy, hired an assassin to kill her and her sisters because they haven't been paying enough attention to him. Since no one actually died, they forgive him. But he does have to agree to marry whichever of them finds a husband last. And while kidnapped, she gets kidnapped again. She saves Amy Adams from suicide only to throw her into a depression by letting her hang out with her house guest, a dark lighter. She gets sucked into a vortex with Ed, the apocalypse horseman, but befriends it convinces him not to do the apocalypse and they escape. Phoebe has a premonition that she's going to get burned at the stake in 2009 after causing Ben Stiller to commit suicide when he finds out how bad his movies will be. But when the sisters explain how bad his future movies will indeed be, the angry mob decides not to kill her. A computer glitch temporarily turns Phoebe into a man, and the sisters use her as bait against an evil seductress. She helps two unrelated student ghosts in one day. She falls for a goat man in her apparently all-animal study group. Her wig-selling pyramid-scheming past life comes back to haunt her, but has also taught her to care read a contract so she and her sisters don't accidentally sign over their powers to a dragon warlock employed genie. And all kinds of other stuff happens. Yeah, like the sisters bribe a reluctant teen with chocolate to help them get an evil witch out of their computer. Knowledge thieves try to steal the Akashic record which is a vinyl record with lots of juicy gossip on it. They learn a lot about electrical work when they have to install a ceiling fan to vanquish a baby stealing ghost. We learned some of these episodes were made for kids because so many kids watched it thinking it was Lucky Charms. Brian's dad, a real person who's seen one episode of the real show confirmed that Leo is indeed a dog. The girls get free tickets at a movie theater for helping to stop a demon, but they never go back because the theater didn't fire the demon. They don't help their childhood nanny's neighbor with her corpse-skinning demon problem because they really don't see how that's even a problem. They face the demon that killed their mother, the demon from the Buffy's Dark Age episode, and Michael Myers all at the same time. And Prue gives two hand jobs at the same time. Not Easy. However, despite Phoebe's warnings about the genie's contract, Prue seemingly did make a wish. Because at the end of the episode, we see she's no longer a cartoon. Does this mean she's lost all her powers? Find out next time. This is Ben. Meanwhile, on Charmed. So yeah, Charmed is a shit show. I don't know. The writing on that show sounds crazy. <laughs> Stacy, we also watched season two of Buffy, one of my favorite Buffy seasons. Can you tell us what happened? Oh, wow. So much. Okay, so... The anointed one is the new season two villain, right? Yeah. He's ready to do some damage. <laughs> Great. I don't buy it. That's what they're telling us. But immediately Spike shows up and is like, nah, all of season one, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Spike has come to town because his girlfriend, Drusilla, is, like, very weak. And, I don't know, maybe the Hellmouth will heal her. They've come for a reason, and they have a great time. Angel, this whole season, has been developing a relationship with Buffy. And we know that Angel has a curse on him, which makes him a nice vampire that can remember all the bad stuff he did so he doesn't do bad stuff. But then, once him and Buffy have sex, that all goes to hell, and Angel is bad. So, now Angel's the villain? Which I love. think it's great. And he's just, like, out to get Buffy the rest of the season, but not to kill her, just to make her very tormented, and he does a very good job. Other people are falling in love. Xander and Cordelia develop a relationship, which makes Willow very sad. But then Willow falls in love with Oz, who loves animal crackers, and... (laughs) Also, Giles finds love with Jenny Callender, and she's kind of like Angel's watcher, and she's been doing some, like, dirty stuff on the side this whole time. But Angel kills her, making Giles sad, and then at the end of the season, Buffy has to kill Angel to prevent the world from ending. Did I miss anything? There's another vampire slayer, briefly. Kendra. She showed up to help a couple times. Oh, and Buffy tells her mom. Yeah. I think that's all. So let's do our top five moments from this season. Why don't we start with your number five? My number five is Spike killing the anointed one. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like sort of, I hated that because they they threw away season one, which is like kind of feels like a cop out. But I also really liked it because I hated the anointed one. And it made me really like Spike that he's just like, nope. Fuck season one. I'm what's the big deal now. Mm -hmm. But then I also hate that Spike barely did anything most of the season after they set him up to be such a badass for a couple episodes. But liked that moment a lot. I have a lot of moments I want to put on here. There's just Buffy has so many great moments, honestly. There's just so many great Giles lines. Yeah. This is not my favorite, but I really love that moment, like when it's Buffy's birthday and they're like, maybe we should take a day off or something because it's like bad. And then Giles is like, no, Buffy's having her birthday. It was like clear he wants to do something for her. Mm-hmm. That's that's not in my top five, but like those type of moments are great because you know he he's like a father figure to her. He's very strict with her, but he cares about her. You know. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments, I think, is when Jenny has betrayed them and she's come back to try to help them. This is in this is in innocence. And she's like, is there anything I can do to help? And then Buffy says, get out. And then Jenny's like, no, I just want to help. And then Giles is like, you heard her. Get out. It was great. It was yeah. awesome. It was one. It was like big for huge for Giles. He loves Miss Calendar, but he knows Buffy's hurt and she's the priority. Mm-hmm. That was just I love that scene. Mm-hmm. I love that episode. So much good stuff happens in that episode. Right. What about you? What's your next one? My next one, I specifically wrote neck cigarette, but just in general, angels turn to evil. Mm. You're talking about when he like <laughs> eats that woman that's smoking and then like breathes out smoke. I am. But I also just like really loved the shift in his character. Yeah. Didn't necessarily expect it to last the rest of the season to his death. Right. But I just thought he acts so much better as that character. And it's just so much more fun to watch than like this sad, mopey, classically handsome white man complaining about how much his life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like it makes more sense that he's a dick. That is an angry, evil, classically handsome white man. Yes. What's your number four? Spike standing up. Mm. Spike is in that wheelchair for like a ton of this season. You're right. He was set up to be like the big bad. And then he gets like hobbled super hard halfway through. Yeah. And then Angel just like picks on him for episodes. All very funny. All very funny. But like it's funny how you went from like that's the bad guy. I hate him to like kind of rooting for him. You're like, yeah, I want you to get revenge on an angel. Much like the anointed one got quickly hobbled. Exactly. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's more than hobbled. He got like hollowed. Yeah. But that just standing up was like, 
it's a small thing, but it was just such a like, what does this mean? That was just like great drama because it was like, oof, we know something's going to happen. We know there was just so much uh, suspense right there, anticipation. Yeah. And then we had to wait through all of Go Fish to see how (laughs) it would manifest. Uh, Okay, what's your next one? My next one is the Cordelia and Xander kisses. Yeah. With the music. (laughs) Yeah, those are great. I don't necessarily care about or love their relationship a ton, Mm -hmm. but it was like very much coming. Like I think even towards the end of season one, they were like giving them a lot of sexual tension, but I was like, no way these two get together. So then when it actually happens with that music, it was so funny. And then they they do it again. Yeah. (laughs) The music was great. It's, they've been setting it up for a while though, Mm -hmm. even. In episode two of this season, Xander saves Cordelia and he's talking to Will about how he'll never find love. Why can't they find love? And Cordelia even comes over to him to be like, hey, you did like a brave thing. He's like, whatever, Cordelia. And that was like the first like, oh, something could happen between those two. And then he like puts his coat on her and stuff in the Halloween episode. Also the scene where Willow confronts them Mm -hmm. when she catches them kissing in the library, sort of unrelated, but also related. That was great. Her acting there was awesome. Yeah. All right, Brian, what's your number three? It's one line. It's two seconds. It's when Buffy pulls out the rocket launcher and the judge says, what does that do? It's so funny. It's so funny. I knew you were going to say that one. It's so funny. I thought that was fun, too, because the judge was so big and stupid. He was, and it was such like a wink to the show, too, to being like, yeah, the book says no weapon forged, but yeah, it's an old book. Like, we've done better now. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. It was so funny. It was such a great surprise because they'd set up the judge as like unbeatable. (laughs) They were like, oh no, rocket launcher will beat him. We made a whole TikTok about it. And it was Xander's idea. Yeah. What about you? What was your next one? My next one is Jenny's death. Mm -hmm. I mean, that whole episode was good too, but it was just like beautiful the way it was shot, the way he like snapped her neck so gracefully Mm -hmm. after like a pretty realistic chase through the school and like Giles... Coming upon her dead body in the bed was big. Yeah. What it like caused him to do to try to go kill Angel in like almost a suicide mission. What's your number two? Well, it's very similar. It's just the the scene where Giles goes to kill Angel. Mm-hmm. I set you up for that. You did. It was just raw emotion. Everything you said about Jenny and the scenes previous is totally, totally right. But I just loved this like desperate, furious, despair-filled Giles just trying to take on Angel. And he isn't going to win. It is like a suicide mission. And then like, I just loved all of it. I love that he's going after Angel. Angel's like surprised by how well Giles is doing for a moment. Mm -hmm. But then also like right after that, still like the same scene where Buffy is with Giles and he's mad she saved him. And she like has to like punch him. And then they sort of like maybe cry together. Yeah, that was so nice. Yeah. I I love them. They're just like so miserable, but they have each other whether they like it or not. Yeah. And that's really interesting. I feel like she resists him less now and he doesn't hate her blondness as much. Right. Do you want to hear my favorite? I do. I'm really excited for your next one. It's a Spike sandwich. My number five and my number one are both Spike related. It's Spike helping in the finale. Mm-hmm. Him coming to Buffy and being like, listen, girl. I don't like you, but we're going to do this together. Like when he almost eats that cop and Buffy's like, don't do that. And when he, they say they're in a band yeah. and just the whole scene with him being there when her mom finds out about everything. Yeah. Um, I, I just like them as a team. It's interesting that she teams up with an evil vampire. Right. Yeah. And it all ties into what you were saying before, like how they set him up to be this big, powerful character that got really taken down a peg. And now this is his like redemption arc. And I hope we see him again. Yeah. Totally agree. What's your favorite moment of the season, Brian? It's when Buffy kills Angel. Yeah? It's great. 
it's just that moment when he gets his soul back, their music starts playing. And you just like, no, this is it. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's nobody's fault. You see that Angel's turn back and she just like tells, she loves him so much. And Sarah Michelle Gellar does such a good job in that scene where she's just like, close your eyes, shush, and then stabs him while their music swells. I don't know how you're watching this scene without crying. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry. Like, this scene is amazing. Um, there's nothing else to say about it. It was just an amazing moment. Were you shocked that they killed him? No, I thought he was going to die. Okay. See, for me, I'm just aware that Angel like has a whole show, so it seems yeah. crazy to me that he's dead after season two. Totally understand that, yeah. Um, we'll get into that in my prediction section, but you know what I mean? It just was like, oh, okay, I guess we're saying he's dead. But it's interesting that... In both season finales, our main character can't be with the man she wants to be with for, like, the greater good. Right. I guess in Gilmore Girls, the greater good is Sherry's baby. You know, like, a very heavy reason that they have to end a relationship they would really rather not end. Yeah, they have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in both cases, the decision is kind of made for them. Like, Yes, yeah. Like, it'd be really shitty of Lorelai to demand that. Yeah. Christopher stay with her and it'd be really shitty of Buffy to send everyone to hell. But of course, Buffy had some bad moments too, right, Brian? You're right, Stacey. It's got some bad moments. And we already mentioned that Buffy runs real hot or real cold. Oh, yeah. So there's some great moments and there's some not good moments. What was your least favorite moment this season? It's hard. <laughs> yeah. I really hate Reptile Boy. Yes, who doesn't? I'm kind of fine with some of the other ones. Like, Bad Eggs was whatever. We hated on Ted quite a bit. But I think I just really hate, like, all of Some Assembly Require. Yeah. <laughs> like, those boys are bad. They're trying to, like, kill a woman, but, like, keep her partially alive and, like, make her the reluctant wife of their zombie brother. Yeah. And just, like, so much of the episode is dedicated to seeing just those boys, like, their freaking football poem. But Chris doesn't face any punishment at the end. Yeah, they they really don't make it out to be that bad. They, like, try to make us feel bad for him because their mom is, like, comatose and, like, obsessed with watching old football tapes of her dead son. I don't know. It's just a lot of the episode's not about our characters. It's about these people. And what they're doing is bad yeah he was gonna kill cordelia and sentence her to like life as a frankensex doll Mm -hmm. for his brother and we're supposed to be like yeah but that's forgivable because you love your brother no man there's no way that brother didn't beat the shit out of him every night he's like the smartest man on the planet he's done reanimation and his brother only plays football but his poems are just so convincing (laughs) like there's no way these guys were even friends yeah it's a lot I think that's maybe the worst episode. I I know this is moment, but it's hard to pick a moment from that show. Yes. What's your least favorite moment, Brian? My least favorite moment is one moment that most people probably don't even know about the show because it's so small. So maybe I'll say two, but my, my if I have to really be like, that's the dumbest thing that was in this season. It's from Bad Eggs. It's when the Gorch brothers are in a sewer <laughs> and they're killing time before the sun goes down. So they decide just to punch each other for a while. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that even in this episode for? I guess it'd be kind of fun. Like if you didn't feel pain, you want to just practice your punches. Yeah, but they feel pain and there's just no reason for it kill some rats yeah also like the scene was just a continuation of their previous conversation like they just needed to cut away to something so they added a stupid scene yeah it's almost like they were like this episode needs to be one and a half minutes longer guys what can we do oh we have that raw footage of the actors playing the gorge brothers just yeah talking. where they were improvising nonsense let's uh let's put that in let's put, put that it in, in the episode so yeah that that moment is really bad. I, I I don't know. I I have to go with the fact that Joyce 
thinks Ted is still out there and it doesn't bother her. That's your worst moment or the Gorge Brothers? I, I, the Gorge Brothers is, I mean, when we boil it down, that's the worst moment. Mm-hmm. But the the thing about the the season that bothers me the most is the fact that Joyce is like fine, fine with the fact that there's a psychopath that tried to kidnap her and make her his like wife slave, and her daughter's just like, well, I don't think he'll come around. Well, I think she's gonna have night terrors for the rest of her life. Yeah. All right, Brian. One last prepared favorite thing. What is your favorite episode of season two? I mean, it's the season finale. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just really well done. A lot of emotional payoff. Like you said, all the stuff of Spike was just gold. Yeah. Comedy gold, and then there's just a ton of drama gold. What about you? What was your favorite episode this season? I thought about saying Passion. It's a really well-crafted episode. really was, yeah. Season finale is great, but I decided to go with Innocence, which is the second half of Buffy's surprise birthday episode, right after Angel and Buffy have sex. And Angel becomes evil. This is the episode where Willow finds out about Xander and Cordelia and has a breakdown. Mm-hmm. This is the one with the judge scene, like you talked about, and like Buffy not being able to kill Angel. This is the one where Giles and Buffy have that conversation in the car. Great conversation. I love that scene. It's in my top 10 for sure. Buffy feels terrible that she didn't kill Angel, and Giles is like, I don't blame you. And you'll have nothing but respect for me and support. Yeah. He's her dad. Yeah. He's her dad. Um, yeah, I think that it was just a really big turning point in the season, but maybe even show for a lot of characters. Yeah. You know, Willow's realizing she might not be able to be with Xander. Buffy's realizing she can't be with Angel, potentially. This is where Giles realizes maybe he can't be with Jenny. It's good. It's a good one. So, Stacy, do you have any predictions for season three? Yeah, I do think because Kendra died, we'll see a new Slayer. Okay. I kind of think Buffy won't be out of town all that long. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to remove her from Sunnydale forever. That's where all the other characters are. I could see her staying estranged from her mother. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe she won't live with her mom, even if she does come back to Sunnydale, just because things would be awkward between them. I do feel like Angel's still going to be involved somehow. Like, she's haunted by him. I don't know if he'll be good or bad, but, like, she's still going to have that to deal with in her mind. Yeah. Or somehow physically. Who knows what can happen? We will see Spike. He will be back. I don't know if it'll be soon. I don't even know if it'll be in season three, but I hope we see him soon. Okay. I think maybe we'll get more Giles' backstory. Yeah. That was fun to see his, like, dark past where he Mm -hmm. was into, like, witchcraft and stuff. Right. But I, I just feel like we still don't really know anything about what led him to be a watcher or, like, what he does in his free time. Right. I think Willow and Oz will have some cute stuff. I think Oz will use his werewolf abilities. I don't think that they will stay together. Mm. Definitely not forever. I don't know if they'll break up this season. And this has nothing to do with what I saw in New Mutants. I just don't see them (laughs) lasting beyond high school. And I really don't see Cordelia going to college with Xander as her boyfriend. So I, I don't think they will last. Oh, okay. And I think both shows, we're going to see like proms and graduations. It's senior year, baby. (laughs) I feel like you've seen some pictures online. It's just senior year, baby. There's a lot of weird dream and wish stuff this season. Yeah, I just assume every spoiler I see online is a dream or a wish. (laughs) Spell. So Stacey, which season do you think was better? I mean, I think I covered this when I said that it's hard to say (laughs) because Buffy's so up and down. Yeah. Really, really great stuff. So much better than season one, but really some downers in there. Whereas Gilmore Girls was pretty even. Like even the episode where Lorelai was like trying to get alone had some good moments and mm-hmm. was probably better than Buffy that week. It was against Ted. So yeah, we went secrets and loans. <laughs> 
I feel like I would say Buffy just because I thought it was a much better season than season one. It got me excited. What do you think? I mean, I think it's Buffy. I like Gilmore Girls a lot, and I think this season had really good moments. I just, it, I just feel like this really good moments of Buffy like just really sold me on the season, and it's like the bad ones you just sort of fade away, really. Yeah. And with Gilmore Girls, I think it's the opposite, where like the good episodes are sort of buried and mixed with the bad ones. So I don't know, like the whole episodes of Buffy stand out, and in Gilmore's, it's just like little scenes stand out. Right. And I don't know that there were any bad episodes of Gilmore Girls, though. No, I would. No, I agree. Like, no, I, I don't know. I disagree. There, the I really didn't like that hotel one. Yeah, actually, I agree. The road trip to Harvard. The, yeah. That was paired with Inca Mummy Girl. Those were both not good. No, neither. That was hard to pick which was worse. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously you're right that mo- there there's several episodes of Buffy that are kind of like, what? <laughs> but I think just Buffy just told a really good story this season. Mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls did too. But I, I don't know. I just thought the writing for Buffy this season was fantastic and the drama was really good. Well, the actual numbers are you voted for 15 Buffys and 7 Gilmores. Mm-hmm. And I voted for 9 Buffys and 13 Gilmores. Okay. So technically I liked Gilmore more, but I had a closer split than you. That's your episode breakdown. But like we sort of just said that like it's not just the episodes. It's like yeah. the whole yeah. arc and story of the season. Totally. But overall so far, you've gone Buffy 22 times and Gilmore 14 times. And I've gone Buffy 15 times and Gilmore 21 times. So <laughs> we're almost like 50-50 split, like yeah. in our own shows. It seems that way. And we've talked about it. I feel like when it's a tie, we tend to go with our own show. Not yeah. always. I mean, I will say I'm very open to Gilmore Girls winning me over every week. I'm never going into it being like Buffy can't lose. Same. But I think, yeah, maybe some bias. But also the shows probably speak to us differently, too. That's true. But yeah, I really liked Gilmore Girls both seasons. Uh, I mean, I would watch the show even if we weren't comparing it to Buffy. It's good. I think for me, Buffy was so much better than season one. I think Gilmore Girls season two was probably better than season one, but not like a ton better. Mm -hmm. I think Gilmore Girls found its rhythm sooner in general, where Buffy like didn't really have it until season two. (laughs) Totally agree. And I think even the first episode in season two, sort of, you're like, oh, I feel like this show's sort of understanding itself a bit more yes now. the buffy's sexy dance with xander almost made my worst moment list yeah <laughs> but that episode was pretty good otherwise yeah okay that's it that's season two we're moving on to season three next week guys if you want to watch along next week we're starting season three of both shows with buffy the vampire slayer season three episode one and as well as season three episode one of gilmore girls those lazy hazy crazy days in the meantime we'd love to hear your thoughts on season two of both shows were these good seasons what were your favorite episodes and moments which show do you think was better yeah do you agree with our moments were there some that spoke to you more than spoke to us do we totally forget something awesome why do you love ted we know you love ted tell me why i will listen we should do a ted talk we should oh my gosh would you guys listen to a ted talk i don't really know what that means it's just um an open discussion whatever you can reach out to us by following us on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok at gilmore slayer where we post all kinds of interactive and behind the scenes content yeah we make sketches and put them on tiktok and they're all about buffy and gilmore girls so they'll speak specifically to anyone that listens to this podcast sometimes we get banned for a week and we don't know why (laughs) yeah and for comedy content not related to the podcast, you can follow us at, at Brian and Stacy. That's Brian with a Y and Stacy with an EY. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, also called Brian and Stacy. Or you can just send us an email. Remember emails? To Brian and Stacy Reviews at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us that five star review on Apple Podcasts and we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. You heard it. We'll do it. I'm so pumped for season three. The villain in season three is maybe one of my favorite villains of all time. Is it Spike? Spike never comes back to the show. Spike is coming back. Spike. 
is gone. I won't watch it anymore if he doesn't come back. They get a letter later that just tells him that Spike died. Who wrote it? Drusilla. So it's very long. <laughs> it talks a lot about very the wind. Very poetic. Clouds. It's very long. Very long.